This is episode 12 of the Remix Your World podcast with Marco Da Silva. Welcome to Remix Your World. I'm Allison Kalagna, global DJ and music producer turned life remixer and personal growth coach. In each episode, we bring you real talk, inspiring stories, and heartfelt conversations of personal transformation to help you uplift and amplify your life. This is the Remix Your World podcast. Marco Da Silva has become an international brand as a commercial dancer and choreographer through collaborations with major artists including Britney Spears, Kylie Minogue, Ricky Martin, Nicki Minaj, Christina Aguilera, Avril Lavigne, Mariah Carey, George Michael, Muppets the Movie, and most recently as a judge for So You Think You Can Dance in both Germany and Israel. In 2009, Marco decided to pursue his love for house music. Under Peter Rahoffer's mentorship, Marco dived deep into DJing, turning his passion into a new challenge. With distinctive dirty beats inspired by his edgy dance moves, he began the development of his sound and launched his career officially. Barcelona's leading circuit festival quickly took notice of a rising Marco and extended him an invitation to play at their flagship summer event. After a powerful and talked-about debut at the biggest circuit festival for the LGBT community, Matinee's Circuit Festival, Marco was immediately extended a new residency for this event. During the winter of that same year, Marco made his North American debut opening at Peter Rahoffer's work during the 25th annual White Party Festival at the world-famous Miami Beach Club, Cameo. The audience praised Marco's debut, earning him an immediate residency at work and an invitation to be signed to Star 69 Records. Marco then went on to perform at the Amphar Gala Awards in Los Angeles. This success under this new corporate arena made him a favorite as a DJ for high fashion designers D Squared. Marco has an established name and brand with a proven track record delivering music and entertainment to the masses. In 2015, Marco was an official judge on the panel for So You Think You Can Dance in Portugal. And now he is pursuing a new role as an actor. Marco has been cast as a firefighter on Station 19 on ABC alongside Kerry Washington. And he just finished shooting a cameo with a live comedy audience on CBS. Whether he is dancing, DJing, or acting, Marco Da Silva is an entertainer. What's up, world? It's episode 12 of the Remix Your World podcast, and today I'm talking to Marco Da Silva. So you think you can dance? So you think you can DJ? So you think you can act? So Marco Da Silva can, and he actually does. I love our conversation because where we find a lot of commonality in our attitude about success and going towards our visions and not being afraid to take risks on new visions. And so I really appreciated hearing him talk about this, how he's navigated all these different areas in his creative life and has managed to do it all very successfully. Um, One thing that really stood out for me in our conversation where we really connect on is that it's not about the success, but it's about the feeling. 
And that is something that I talk a lot about in my CIJ class, about really grounding and connecting to your values and what kind of life you're trying to live by what kind of feeling and experience you're wanting to have. And it felt so good to hear Marco talk about this from his life as a dancer, as a DJ, and now as an actor. So I really appreciated hearing him say that because this is something that I really believe deeply in my core. So without further ado, let's jump into my conversation with Marco. Yo, check this out. Hi. Hi, man. I'm so excited because, you know, obviously I know I know what it is and I've seen your posts and I've seen your commitment. And, um, in the world of saturation, it's not easy. Yeah. With everything. Yeah. With everything. It doesn't matter with what. Yeah. We're so saturated and it's so hard to stand out, to keep afloat mm-hmm. uh, and to not give up. Yes. You know, on, on new projects, on actually going through with it and not look at the seven reasons it could fail. Right. Yeah, but, but it's so easy. <laughs> yeah. But you know, cause, but, but that's why so many people are stuck. Yeah. Because they're so scared of, yeah. of the unknown. Yeah. No, I know. And which is, you know, the whole, such a big reason of why I started Remix Your World is just because of that whole thing of like, I remember my own stuckness and my own loop yeah. and my own darkness and my, all of that of like, fuck, there's another way, you know, there is a whole different way that we can do. Yeah. Um, you just got to educate yourself to do that and get out of the comfort zone. Yeah. Stretch yourself is like <laughs> literally. <laughs> Otherwise, we have back problems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, so you've been, you know, like we've had chats, you know, on in, on Messenger about books mm-hmm. and about personal growth, and I've followed you, yeah. and like you know, it's all, all we've had that connection as well as music, and I wanted to have you on because a we share a lot of those same thoughts just like we were just saying and values and be like been very successful in many different areas so you know a lot of I want to highlight a lot of that for this show you know like in in moments of triumph you know like it couldn't have always been easy for you you know so like no I just want to have a real talk conversation that's it well I'm all about that I'm all about that awesome so I love to have those conversations but I'm always always like should I do a an Instagram live, I find that the most weirdest thing. I'm like, I don't know. It's I'm, I'm like, I don't know. I've I see everyone doing it. And I'm like, I have so much to say and so much to share. And I'm like, but who really wants to hear that? And I'm like, ugh, and people will just th- and here we go, being in our in our heads. Yeah, that's in head. like, you're like self-absorbing and want to make everything about you and who cares? And I'm like, mm, I don't I don't know. It's random. Yeah. We think too much. We, we do. We do. And those thoughts that stop us from everything. They're gremlins. They are. Oh, gremlins. That's what, that's what I call them in Seattle. Don't give, don't give away our age. <laughs> <laughs> we call them gremlins in CIG. We call them gremlins. Don't, don't, don't put water in them. <laughs> so when, speak about age. When you were young, when did you know... I mean, so music, you must have fallen in love with music first in order to make you want to dance, right? Like, so as a yes. kid, I would imagine, you know, because like... I come from a musical background. Okay. My family, um, 
they're far from professionals, but um, you know, my parents were immigrants, Portuguese and Germany. So you stick to your community. And um, my mom and dad sing. Nice. They, actually, they were pretty good, but this is in the, in the 80s. There's none, you know, that they sing for themselves and for the five people that want to hear it in the community. And so I grew up with them singing and they also dance, they were also singing in a Portuguese folklore group. Wow. So I was put into, that's my first introduction to dance because I danced for 10 years competitive Portuguese folklore. Mm. To the average person, that means nothing, you know, because it's, it's, I mean, listen, I can't even describe the style of a dance. um, But basically the choreographies goes by region of the country. Okay. Dress. And then every, like, I would say a team would be 20 people and every person has a different outfit from the, from the region of that country. Like whether it's a fisherman, whether it's, you know, we live by the coast. So, yeah. so um, I grew up with that. So that was my introduction to A, music and B, dancing. Mm. And competition. Yeah. Because we were very competitive with all the different cities in Germany, with the Portuguese community. So we would travel with nightliner buses and, and get like, and get trophies and all of that. So that's, I did that till I was probably from age of five. I started very early with that. Until I was like 12. Now, did you want to do that? Or was that something that your parents were like, I mean, how did you know, like, oh, this is cool. I want to do it. Because everybody wanted to do it. Got it. Okay. Because that was the thing to do. Right. It's like, if you want to be important, you are in that group. You dance and you sing in that, whether the back choir or a dancer. So I wanted to do it because my older sister, she was doing it. Mm -hmm. So of course I look up to her. I have a very, very intensely strong bond with her. So I've always wanted to be there. So that's how it all started. And then when I was 12, I discovered Michael Jackson. <laughs> like there he goes. Who's this fool? <laughs> Who's this fool twir- twirling around? So, yeah. And then, you know, I discovered Michael and hip hop and the urban music because I, I grew up really with urban music and an urban community. Um, so my love for dancing and choreography built it. Like I wanted to dance like Janet Jackson's dancers. It was never about the artist. It was always about the dancers. Wow. I was obsessed with the dancers. Yeah. I liked the artists, but it was always, I knew everything about the dancers, where they come from, what they do. Like, so, and back in the days, it was not that easy. Right. To find that. So that's how I got introduced into that world. And I just didn't know better. I didn't even want to know better. Mm. That was my... Wow. Yeah. Yeah. See, I wanted to be a dancer before I wanted to be a DJ. Not my calling. I mean, I was a (laughs) dancer. I was good, but I could never like, you know. No, Mm -hmm. that's because you didn't train. It wasn't right. It wasn't like, because it it was what I wanted until I touched a turntable and then it all shifted. It was like the thing that got me to the booth, right? And at the end of the day, it's the same. It's this you know, it's the same thing. It's, it's, you work with music. Yeah. You, maybe you don't work as physically as a dancer, but it's the entertainment world. It's, it's, it's the same thing. You're staying on a stage, different adrenaline, different purpose, but the same feeling overall. Mm -hmm. And I can say that because I stood, I stand on both sides. I stood on both sides. So for me, that's why years later, 
See, I'm the opposite. I I always liked the DJ thing because my best friend was a DJ. Mm. And I was always in key by I bought myself vinyl players, the technique. I had them all, but then I was like, mm, I don't understand it. This is, I don't want to study it. The, the passion was not there yet because, right. because I was so focused on dancing. Mm-hmm. So I thought that this is my calling, but it wasn't. It was the dancing. Sure. I went back to it. And yes, it all worked out beautifully, but um, it's funny. We had exactly the opposite trend. Yeah. That's awesome. So do you remember your first big like rejection as a dancer and then your first like, fuck, I got it. You know? Yeah. Um, I mean, the the thing was, you know, I was a very, very, um, had a lot of self-esteem issues Mm. due to childhood, due to the fact that I, now it pays off. I always looked eight years younger than I was. Okay. So when you're a teenager, that breaks you. Because when you're 16 and you look like 10, mm. 11, you don't belong nowhere. You just don't belong nowhere because I couldn't hang out with the people my age. They didn't want to hang out with me because I'm not cool enough. I was a skinny little kid. So I was just not cool. My parents, I didn't have to put clothes on. But my parents didn't have money for that. So I was really this lost little soldier trying to fit in somewhere. So um, with that being said, it's, it, it carried on mentally into my dance career. Yeah. So I would always put myself down, no matter how successful from the third point of view, I always put myself down mm. because I was so, my mind was so trained. Yeah. I was so used to it and so trained to just never be enough. Mm. it's just not you're not as good as the person next to you so um so my my i was on tour this goes in in germany i first had a career in germany as a dancer um it almost happened overnight like it, it, it was crazy um so i was on tour with this not on tour on a promo tour with um the biggest girl group back in the days in germany they were humongous and, um, but they were going to, about to go on their first tour, national tour. And that was for me, my biggest dream, because I looked up all these Janet tours, Michael tours, all these amazing tours. And, um, I was like, go. I was like, go right before the tour. So, and when you, that close, and this was like my ultimate, that close. And it was not enough again. Right. It really, really broke me into a thousand pieces because I just didn't know anymore what to do. I didn't know anymore what, what is enough. Like when I'm working on my technique morning till night, I'm educating myself. I know about dance history. I know about the greats, Fred Astaire's and Dean Martin's. And like, I just didn't know how to approach it no more. Like, um, so that was, that was really, really tough. And I stopped dancing for probably like two years. Because wow. I just didn't believe it. I just didn't believe in, in the system or in the right, in, in, if that's my right calling, if I should just not do it. Mm-hmm. Because I just felt like I'm good enough to, to fill the blank space when needed. Mm. Yeah. But the blank space didn't need me. Mm. You know? So that was, that was tough. And um, then... I picked myself up 
And I said, this is, I gotta give it a shot. I gotta give it a shot. I did everything in Germany. I took all my money and, um, which wasn't that, um, and went to London to, to, uh, I just wanted to see if there maybe I would have a chance because the training is better. The training is harder. I wanted to dive in again and train that much harder. Maybe that's what I needed. Maybe the, the school in Germany was not enough to grow. Maybe I was stuck. So um, I took I took the chance. I went to London on a Friday night. On a Thursday night, um, I now it's just so funny, but I literally took a book, a model book. You know how models go to their agencies with their with their with their pictures. That's how I put all my pictures in it, as if I was a model. Like all my pictures in there and my resume and walk through London, Mr. Important with this stupid book. <laughs> and I go into this agency um, that I've heard of and I just wanted to get a feedback. I just wanted to have a little bit of a good feeling that they say, hey, wait, look, come back or whatever it is. Right. So I went in there. Obviously, she takes the book. She's like, uh, okay. I mean, look at this random thing. Normally, you get a headshot and a resume, and that's about it, right? <laughs> so she looked at all the pictures, all great. Um, and then she sees my resume, which was really big, but it was all German. It was all German act, German uh, pop bands and music videos, so it didn't mean anything to her. So she said, hey, listen, um, I see you work. It doesn't mean anything to me, so we don't know what the quality is that you have. Uh, we don't have openings. We, uh, we're not looking for new people on the board right now. Um, so I, I can tell you that, you know, you have a great look for you, for you going. And, and when we have an open audition for, for the agency, we'll let you know. I'm like, yeah, I live in Germany. And she was like, well, right. we can do it. <laughs> That's your battle. That's not our battle, you know? How bad do you want it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I left with somewhat happy you know she's like they want to invite me it's fine it's london i mean it's it was the portal for me to work international and um i told i had to I tell her that i stayed till sunday morning sunday morning with my flight would go back so on saturday night i get a phone call on my general phone and it's the agency mm. and she's like hey so um I just wanted to let you know that there is an um, open, there is a, 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 an agency call tomorrow for a world tour of um, Kylie Minogue. <laughs> and um, so, I mean, I just felt bad that you flew all the way from Germany and there was no success for you, but what, you can mention our name, you can go to audition, have a feel, have a, see how the pace is in London, how fast it goes, the competition. So you go home and you learn something and you know what you have to prepare yourself for. I'm like, wow, this is amazing. I'm like so nervous. I mean, you know, it's, I let me know. It's, it, I've never done anything other than a German artist and a world tour. And I'm, I'm like daydreaming and like, it was amazing. Anyway, so I go to the audition and um, it was 600 people there. And it was very overwhelming. And to cut the story short, this was nine o'clock in the morning. It come with, uh, there was three different choreographers with, um, we had to learn three different combos, every style. Mind yourself, styles that I've never touched. Because mm. I was a hip-hop dancer. I was, I never done contemporary. I'm not a, I'm not a technical stretch dancer that has like, I don't know. So I just faked myself through it. <laughs> um, 
that's all you got to do. Fake it till you make it, baby. Fake it till you make it. And um, it was a cut after cut after cut. My nerves were, I mean, and I kept staying and I kept staying. And then there was 30 boys left. And I didn't, I was a nervous wreck because I was scared. Because I didn't know what else to, I didn't know what else to come. I was just scared. Um, and this is already 7 p.m. So we're talking already like 14 hours. Wow. 14 hours of, of waiting, dancing, re-dancing, relearning, doing. And it's like a never-ending story. Well, the story ended at 11.33. So I looked at the lock, watch, <laughs> 11.33, and I booked the job. Wow. So... I will never forget that moment. I will never forget, not even the moment, but it was such a big lesson taught to me that we get so caught up in, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Why would they? They will never. I'm not going to spend all this money to fly there. To, right. If, if I wouldn't have done exactly that journey, mm-hmm. I would have never had the career that I have because it all started with that job. Right. It all started with Kyler because um, at the end of the day, I was on tour with her for five years. Wow. I've worked. I stayed in that camp for five years. We did four world tours. I grew immensely as a dancer. I was thrown in the cold water. It was, it was tough. Yeah. All, all that self-doubt came back mm-hmm. because all of a sudden I was surrounded by dancers that worked with Beyonce, worked with Elton John, worked with Ricky Martin. And, and I'm like, uh, okay. So I'm like soaking it all in to not look like an idiot. Mm-hmm. You know? So all these things from the past came back up. You're not enough. You're not enough. But why are you not enough? You booked it. Yeah. You didn't slap your way up. You booked it. You danced. You booked it. So you got to re. You got to also like shut your own mouth. Yeah. And your own thoughts. You know. So that was the the biggest moment for me. Hearing that she was in the room. Um, cause she came for the last hour to just confirm and just see that she likes what she sees. And, yeah. um, yeah, man, that's, wow. that's how it all started. Yeah. That's how it all started. That is amazing. So did you have, who were the biggest like supporters for you than in your life? You know, where your family were always pushing you, who, who were probably the, the most helpful for you in those times? I really don't want to sound negative. Well, it's okay. But, you- but it was... <laughs> it was it was me. Yeah. It was me and my and my parents supported me passively. Mm-hmm. Because they didn't know better. They never were against it, but they also didn't think dancing is a job. Mm. Yeah. Again, they would never think that I would make it this this far and this quality and this high with all these artists that I've worked with. So for them, it was like, really, son, really, that's what you're going to do? It's like, and then my mom thinks go-go dancing, nightclub, drugs, yeah. party, you know, because they don't know better. Right. So they were never against me, but they were also not supporting me for that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, was, I was a rebel all my life. Um, what I wanted, I, I, I've done it and I made it, the good and the bad. No, far from being an angel, but um, I basically really became best friends with myself. Yeah. I, uh, I'm really in good touch with myself now. Mm-hmm. I enjoy time with myself. 
I can go, I go by myself on vacations. I, I'm just, I, I don't, I love having people around, but I'm not dependent on that. Right. Many people are so dependent. They need to be, they feel lonely and they get in their heads. And, 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 and I'm, I'm happy that they are aware of that because loneliness is a very big problem. Yeah. You know? So I didn't have that, thank God. So um, I always push myself. I always push myself. Did you make, like, I mean, I'm assuming you make, like, lifelong friends with these people you're on tour with for that many years. I mean, how do you, it's like, do, do a lot of them, since you did so many tours, did a lot of them also continue? Or did, was it each, with each tour, there was a little breakup and then a new member kind yeah. of? It, it, it happens. I mean, with, with Kylie, we pretty much, I think, like, every tour had between 12 and 16 cast members. I think five till six were like the usual suspects because mm. it just became a family and it's, and we were very professional and understanding and not, not, especially in the U S you know, there's unions mm. sag and you know, there's rules and regulations in Europe. You don't have it. So you have to have also compassion for the job right. and not just think, Money, 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 rule, 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 because it will not, you don't, they don't want to work with you again. Because sometimes life is just not that. Yeah. I remember, I remember opening night of that tour. Boy, opening night was in Paris. Mm. Uh, no, two tours later, X tour, opening night was in Paris. It was a three hour show. Wow. So long, and she wanted to do it like a musical theater, so there was an interval in between, a 20 minutes interval. So anyways, um, this, this, the, the stage was an LED screen, so her, her stage had to be raked, so it wasn't an incline. That already was such a challenge for us mm-hmm. to dance three hours on an incline. Mm-hmm. You know? So what happens, the night before we do in tech room, literally the night before, we're doing tech run at 6 p.m. So um, the riggers rig the stage wrong. So the lifts go down. We go on. The lifts go up, but the lifts were not aligned and completely broke the whole stage. Bended the whole stage. The LEDs all cracked. Oh, my God. It's 6 p.m. Uh, and this I is with an no, no, this is tech run. This is the night before. This is the last tech run to make sure everything is good for opening night. Yeah. What? We had, we had, they had to fly in, the, the pieces were not arriving in the next two days. For the, for, for all, everything was broken. So we had to rearrange a three hour show overnight because the lifts are not working, the props need to be now pushed on stage, pushed off stage, Everything was just a disaster. So we literally rehearsed till nine o'clock in the morning the next day. We were the whole night brain fried, terrified because it's three hours of show. It was too much. It was, we had all that like sticky notes on our dressing rooms so that we can just re-remind us for every single, but meanwhile we have quick changes of 40 seconds. No, it was brutal. It was brutal. So, um, yeah, you can't, you, you gotta, 
you got to be focused on the job. And you can nag and... Yeah, and, that's oh, like... Yeah, over time. You handle it. You got to deal with it. You, and that's why we stay, because we just roll... It's just a family. We roll with it. Yeah, we hit till nine, we hit till nine, whatever. Right. So that's how you stay on jobs. It's like, don't make it always just about you. Mm. Be grateful that you are on the job, all of that. Yeah, yeah, gratitude. So after Kylie then, what, what happened? Walk us through uh, So I was in London for five years, and um, Kylie had, <clears throat> had um, worked with American choreographers. Mm. Some of our dancers even were from the U.S., mm. um, so with that, here I am five years later, I know the whole industry and I've worked with exactly those dancers I used to look up to. They're now choreographers, I've worked with it. So I thought, okay, I'm, I'm not a big fan of London mm. to live. It's, not, it's, it's just not my city. It's just the quality of life for me, it's not there. I need sun, I need... Right. That's just for me. Um, so I was... I was asked if I want to go on tour with Britney. Mm. Simple as that. I was asked, um, I'm sober for the past 18 years. Amazing. So this show, this tour, they wanted to make sure that all the dancers are sober. Mm. It had to be for, for her child custody reasons, and they just didn't want no problems on this tour. It needs to be as clean as possible. No, no nothing. So... I'm always known for the sober guy on tour because everybody goes party. I go green tea and to bed. Right. Right. Everyone is going out and wasted. And then I'm full of energy in rehearsals and everyone is dying. This is the experience you and I. Days of my life. um, So, yeah, it was simple as that. Um, Hey, would you be interested to go on tour with Britney? And um, and that's a text message. I'm like, huh? <laughs> like what? <laughs> so surreal. Right. So um, yeah, so I came to LA, got sponsored by the agency of the choreographer, mm-hmm. and um, I thought I'd come for a year. I mean, I've been here nine years now, and um, had a beautiful career here too. And it, and again, it, it all, I took a risk. I just took a risk again and be like, okay, I'll pack my bags and go to the other side of the world into the land of unknown because I didn't know a, a single soul here. Yeah. You know, but um, that's that's what I did afterwards, and then uh, it just kept rolling with right. with like artists and name drops and, and, and all that. So I was very very blessed to the way my career went was I wouldn't want it any different. Mm. And so then, what called you to the DJ booth? So I, you know, when I was sixteen, my best friend was a DJ. He was a, a hip hop DJ. And I always was fascinated by it. Yeah. I always was fascinated by DJs. It's just so cool. Back in the day, DJs were not rock stars. Now, they're rock stars. But back in the days, it wasn't that. It was just really like conveying a, a, a feeling mm-hmm. um, onto the dance floor. And I was just in a hip-hop community. When I came out as gay, that's when I was introduced into the gay world slash house music. So I didn't know four on the floor. It's, it, I was always hidden. So all of a sudden, I was like, this is a whole new world. And so positive. And no fights and no negativity. And no bitching around in lyrics. And, so I'm, I, I, and then people alive. 
Like, I was like, oh shit, this is so cool. So I really got, and this was like early 90s, like the house music was really good. Yeah. So um, that's where I found the love for electronic music. Yeah. I, I, I was always a techno kid. I, I went really fast into this whole, you know, I lived in Berlin. Who would not? How can you be in Germany and not be a techno kid? It doesn't work. You can't. I had my years of raving and uh, wearing pathetic clothes. Some jinkos. I had great eyebrows, bad devil horns. I had it all. I had it all. Um, So when I moved here, I was like, this was 10 years ago. And I said, I. I sat down and said, okay, this is great. You're very successful. So what about tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Can't be dancing all your life. I am not a choreographer by heart. Mm. I'm not a teacher by heart. Doesn't come natural to me. So that was not an option. Um, so I'm like, I should, I should look into the DJ. It's like it's the most it's it's the most natural thing because I love music, I have knowledge of music. Mm-hmm. I don't have technical knowledge in it, but I understand music so you can work with it. I know bars and I, and I understand it. Right. So why not? So um, I asked uh, Phil Romano. Phil Romano was uh, back in the days a very good friend of mine. I mean, still is, but this was back in the days we were really close. And he literally taught me the one, two, three, mm-hmm. the buttons in Italy and Roman's house. And um, and this was before I moved. Before I moved, this was like the first year of uh, Circuit Festival, and like 2008, mm-hmm. I think it was the first year. So, um, and immediately I understood. It. Immediately I was able to beat match, and I was like, "Wait, what? Okay, this is interesting." Now. Um, and then when I moved here, I met the great late Peter. Yeah. And uh, Peter saw potential. Peter was the one that kickstarted everything for me. That um, offered me a job. My very first my very first paid gig was opening for Peter. Which was wow. Ter- which was terrifying. I mean, and that's also that's literally you're probably the only person in the universe. Like that's crazy. I was terrified. <laughs> I was so in Miami at winter party. It was just me and Peter. Mm. So not even I'm opening for an empty room. I had to carry that room till he comes on, which means packed house. Right. I was terrified. I was terrified. I told him, I was like, I don't know why you're doing this to me. Why? <laughs> this is not. He's like, I believe in you. You have taste. I, I heard you because I was at the house. Right. Do my thing. Um, so yeah, I did it, and it all went beautifully well. It, 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 it was amazing, and um, so he carried on just teaching me and, and, and showing me and mentoring me, and, mm-hmm. um, giving me all these lessons. And um, I was with him in the studio when he would be creating his beats, and, and that man never stopped. Right. That man never stopped. I mean, I literally had to tuck him in bed and be like, "You gotta go to sleep. It is five o'clock." Right. Enough is time. And uh, enough. And you need to eat something other than a toast. <laughs> like, took him, like, whenever I stayed in New York, I stayed with him, and we would go to dining, dining, a dining at 3 o'clock in the morning. I'm dying. I'm sleeping. My, 
gas is in, home, in bed by 11. Right. And I have to carry him to the, to the dining because he would just wouldn't eat. He was so focused on his gigs and preparations. But that's why he was what he was. Right. You know, I mean, there was just that. But stuff doesn't come from partying. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's how it all, that's how it all started. And it was, you know, and I came from a very different musical genre. So mm. I didn't know what circuit music was. Right. It wasn't familiar to me that much. Especially U.S. circuit music was so different from, well, it was. Now it all, it's all a blend. Yeah. But back in the days, U.S. circuit music was very different from European circuit music. Right. Very distinctive, very different. Um, now it's not anymore. Now it's all, it's all one sauce, I'll say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's how, that's how it all started with the DJing, and I was just in the best hands. Mm. So I, again, it just made sense. It just yeah. made sense, and then I fell in love with it. I fell in love with the technique as well. Mm. So not just, I was always bored. And again, luxury, whenever I played, I had four decks. Right, yeah. Have that if your name is not Peter Robinson. Very rarely, three now is finally a good. Oh, yeah. Three is good. Very rarely, back in the days, you would have four. Mm-hmm. You know, and Peter always had four because he had samples and loops. Yeah. So I really watched him and learned and, and, and adapted. And so I love to play with four decks, yeah. um, three decks, the minimum, just to like create in that moment and just think outside the box and, and not just play. Uh, iTunes playlist. Yeah. You know, you gotta be familiar. You gotta remix your world. Oh, yes, you do. I know. I remember one, there was one um, time I played in Houston and I had five decks. Whoa. I was like, well, four of them were what came with it. And I used to always bring my fifth because I had a sampler. Nice. So like at that point I was like, oh, this is amazing. So it was just like, it's just the unlimited amount of creativity that you can. And then like, showed up at places where they have two. I'm like, um, that is not in my contract. What do you want me to do with two? What yes. do you um, want me to do with two? <laughs> the, the discussions I had with two, and, and probably one of them was like an old model of like, 400. <laughs> of 400. I'm like, what? I'm like, if you realize that if one goes out, we're all screwed, right? Like, we're all screwed oh, if one goes out. <laughs> I, I, remember, I remember when I was in I played in Montreal very, very early, first year. And I played in Montreal, I think it was called Unity. I think it was, I think it called Unity. What was it called? Unity? Unity. Oh, yeah, uh, uh, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, I think that was what it was called. That's where I played too. Was it Unity or something like that? Yes. Entrance, yes, yeah, yeah. Like way back. Like this yeah. is 2008 or nine. So um, they took me to stereo. Mm-hmm. To, because Hector Romero was playing. Nice. And I'm like, yeah, dog, yeah, house music. I go to the booth. Mm-hmm. I can, uh, uh, that guy played with, he had eight plays, eight. Cock-cock style, eight. Wow. And all of them were running. All of them were running. Some of them were down, but he was, uh, he was going mental. And I, I, I did not understand. I just didn't understand. That, that, that mine. I mean, four, and I'm already like busy. <laughs> Eight? <laughs> so, but it, it's so great and, and, and so amazing. But then also, you know, 
I sometimes, I sometimes wished that it, I wouldn't have thrown, be thrown in that cold water so immensely because I didn't have a, it took me a while. I didn't have the chance to read dance floors. Okay. And find your own. I find my own environment and sound to play different kind of music. Mm-hmm. That's the beauty of opening set is to really just play music that you would never play because you can. It's just not, it's not that vibe yet, you know? So I didn't, I never had that. And I remember Peter, oh my God, Peter booked me to play with him at Splash. Mm-hmm. When it was still open. And Splash had the old rain. Okay, yeah. I've never, I mean, I've only been a DJ physically for 10 years. So, and I've never had, I never had the ability to play with them. So it was, that's a whole different technique. It's, it's, it's very sensitive. It's, yeah. So yeah. I'm freaking the F out. I'm calling Peter. I was like, Peter, what is this? <laughs> He's like, yeah, you can do it. You can do it. I'm like, um, okay. I was like, are you coming soon? He was like, yeah, yeah, I'll be there in a, in a little bit. I'm like, no, can you come now? Like, it's freaking me out. Anyways, I, I'm playing with it, and I'm just sweating all over out of nerves because it was such a different sensation. You know? So, And I, sometimes I wish I wouldn't be thrown in all of this so fast. But then sometimes that's the way to go. Right, and that was the journey. That's what's brought you. Absolutely, absolutely. And now you can throw... Lord, you can just throw shit at me. I mean, <laughs> so then it shifted. Then so then that's when like the whole so you think you can dance came after the DJing or when did that? Uh, no, it it you know it was always simultaneously because okay. it, it 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 was more like the retiring of the dancing. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you know by that time I took advantage of the situation. So when I was on tour with Kylie, I was like, okay. Hang on. So I'm touring with the biggest world artist. Yeah. I have a look going. Um, I want to squeeze this out because this might be done tomorrow. So I literally approached gay magazines, Attitude, Instinct, all these high glossy. And I wrote them an email and said, hey, listen, this is me. Here's a couple of pictures. I'm on tour with Kylie Minogue right now. So it's a hot topic. Um, Why don't you guys do like a spread? Mm -hmm. Because I wanted to brand my name. Right. And, uh, and for me, that was the most logical to do. So um, they all jumped on a bunch of right away. So I had all these spreads. I had covers of, of those magazines. I've been on seven covers. And so I created myself a brand. Yeah. Which then was automatically with the dancing and production companies when they look you up and they put your name on Google and there's so much you've done with cover magazines. They'll be like, okay, great. Yeah. So you think you can dance was in Portugal. Mm. So they wanted to someone that is successful abroad, but is Portuguese. Right. And there is nothing. In the dancing, there isn't. Mm. So um, that's, how, that's how they approached me through Facebook. I got a Facebook message. Because Facebook is now their best agent. Yeah. We literally got a Facebook message um, on the artist page. And, saying, and they were saying, hey, listen, we heard about you. Da, da, da. We would love you to... Um, to come and screen test for us. So they flew me to Portugal. I was living in LA already. And um, yeah, it all worked out beautifully. I was, uh, it was unfortunately just one season because the show didn't do well in Portugal because in Portugal is a country they need celebrities to dance. Mm. So dancing with the stars went really well. 
So you think of, same with Germany. So you think of dance. I was a guest judge in Germany. It only lasted for months. Wow. So because the dance education was not that strong, but made myself a name, which then helped again getting bookings as a DJ because yeah. I was just a hot topic right now, being on TV and everything. But um, that's how I got my TV gigs. And in Germany, I, I did, you know, then all of a sudden I was like a D-celebrity mm. doing like game shows, celebrity game shows and stuff. But I wanted to just take everything in because when would I ever do that again? Why not? You yeah. know? Why not? Like, exa- just live your moment and live your life. And I can just say, yeah, I've done that game show. I've been on a judge on that show, you know? Um, so that's, that, that's how my So You Think and Dance came, came along. That's amazing. Uh, and so then what, where do you find, so like, you know, you talked about you, you've had to go through this each with each time, you know, of like yeah. getting better at your own personal development over, I do deserve this. I can do this. I can be a judge. I can dance. I can DJ, I, you know, all of that. Where, what do you think some of the most valuable practices, rituals, I don't know, spiritual teachings, anything that actually just feels like has been a good fuel for you to continue to keep growing in that? Um, I mean, listen, it's, I think every, we, sh- we all always need to sit down and look at what we have mm. and not what we don't. And look what we achieved and not what we haven't achieved. Because we're making our life so, we judge our life by what we have not achieved yet. Yeah. But instead to sit down and be like, okay, I was born in a small little village in Germany, mm-hmm. a little tree. And then years later, I have toured, I did seven world tours, yeah. I was on TV, I played in the biggest venues as a DJ. I've, I've looked at all that. I was like, okay, so something I've done right. Yeah. Like, it's enough. It's something I've done right. And that was my motivation to just keep going and going because I know what I want, I will get. Yeah. I know it. Yeah. At this point, I retrained my mind and my brain yeah. that I have so much confidence in I'm going to get it. I don't know when. It doesn't matter when I get it. Yeah. But I know I'm going to get there. I'm going to get, and also keep your wishes and keep your, keep it, you know, reasonable. Yeah. You know, like people want a million dollars. Really? And then what? You're still unhappy. Right. Yeah. And it's usually, yeah. it's never, that's a thing that I've noticed so much with my students and even private clients of where it's, it's never the, the actual thing. There's a value or a feeling that is attached to that, that you're actually seeking. And the, it, you speaking it's exactly that yeah i always said i never for me it was never um chasing the names Mm. as a dancer i wanted to chase that feeling i wanted to know how does it feel on opening night in an arena of twenty thousand people and the lights go out Mm. and that moment where everyone knows the show stuff how does it feel to be on stage and being ready and you know the curtain's gonna drop in two seconds like that feeling i wanted to know I didn't care with whom. Carrie Underwood, I don't care. Right. I happen to have amazing artists to work with, but I wanted that feeling. I wanted to feel, how does it feel as a DJ, building your own build-up mm. 
not a produced buildup, doing your own buildup and having people respond to it and people having their hands up in the air and just waiting for the drop. Yeah. How does it feel? That moment. And it was never, and I didn't care if it was a little warehouse or if it was a cameo in my in there. I just wanted to know that feeling. So, yeah. yeah. And when you have that, when you have that approach, you have a healthy approach to it. Yeah. You really have a healthy approach to it and a reasonable approach to it. And, 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 and again, a lot of people don't put the work into it. Mm. They don't put the work into it. I get up every single morning at 6 o'clock. It don't matter what I have on the schedule. It don't matter. I don't sleep longer. Because nothing is be done when you sleep in. Nothing happens after 10 p.m. Yeah. Nothing. A waste of time. So I go to bed at 11 because the day is done. There's nothing to approach. So I get up at 6 o'clock in the morning and I get my, my day going. But those three hours that I wake up early, that's a lot of three hours that a lot of stuff can be done. Yeah. A lot of stuff can happen, you know? So it's all self-discipline. Yeah. And that's ritual. Ritual. And ritual. Ritual. Write things down. Yeah. Write it, your to-do list. Write them down. Because in the beginning, I was like, I don't get stuff done. And it's so weird. Blah, blah. But then I started to write everything. The little thing. Yeah. Get water. Buy water. Bring the trash out. All of that. Every day. And I just take it off. Take it off. Take it off. At the end of the day, I look at it. I was like, whoa. Oh, shit. I actually did quite a lot. Yeah. I love, I love me some ticking off. Oh, Actually, my favorite is actually, so I'm a, I'm a big fan of the cross. I cross the whole thing out. Look, see, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have this thing right here and I love this moment. Y'all can't see, but I'm showing him. I love that moment when I can just cross Absolutely. that off Absolutely. right there. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's just brutal. It's like, and done. Done. <laughs> yeah. yeah I have not done that. I started that, I want to say recently. So probably like three, four months. And it really helped me. It really helped me to be in a different state of mind because I always thought like the day is done. I did nothing. No, he actually, actually accomplished quite, actually quite a lot. Maybe you did nothing because there was no aha effect or there was no job coming from the seven ticks that you did. So right. it felt like nothing happened. Yeah. But you do stuff. You do stuff. It's, not, it's just all about the ritual, like you said. Yeah. I'm a, bi- I'm a big fan. Mm. Mm. So what do you think, you know, has been you know, you talk about like that knowing and just continuing to keep pushing that, that ritual. What do you feel? What do you, you know, will you even share? Like, what do you want next for you? What do you want um, the next five years, 10 years, 15? What do you see for yourself? Um, let me, let me put this without it being about a career or a job. Um, Obviously, I'm transitioning. Uh, not into a female. I'm transitioning. Because tra- <laughs> that's a new word, right? Life transitions. I Transition, tra- I'm transitioning. Hold on. Hold yeah. on. No, I'm, not, I'm not transitioning that way. Uh, <laughs> funny story I have to say. Uh, <laughs> Hilarious story. Anyways. So, um, I, you know, the dancing is my past. I, I do, I, I dance, I go and take classes, I still love it, because I don't, I, I want to stay in shape, and, and, and I miss the dancing. I don't go for jobs out anymore. If I would get a direct booking, I would do it, I don't audition. Yeah. Because here's the thing that I wanted to do, and I, and everybody should do it. If you decide 
when you start your career, you should decide when you stop it. Yes. Because that is the most healthiest thing you can do. Yes. So you preach it. Let, I get it. Preach it. So don't let the career stop you. Because yeah. then you will just get in, a, in that funky little rabbit hole where you look for a thousand reasons that half of them are legit. Right. Because it is what it is. Physically, you'll, you'll age. Uh, uh, mentally, you'll age. It, it, things get, So that's what I said. I was like, I'm going to leave at my peak. Yep. At the peak where I'm still having all the jobs, I'll be like, no, guys, I'm done. Because then I'm in control of it. Yeah. So now, four years later, I don't cry myself a river. My last job was Christina Aguilera. And it can't be any better. Right. And, and I'm good with that. And I'm good with that. So I was in control. Instead of you too old, you too gray bearded, you too this, you too big, you too much tattoos. There's a thousand reasons. Yeah. You know? um, so my next journey, the journey that I'm in for the past three years is um, the acting. Mm-hmm. So... Again, I'm on my next thing. I was like, okay, a DJ you can do for a lot of years. Yeah. But do you want to be certain DJs that are just outdated and don't grow anymore because they're stuck in their sound from their years? And um, I'm like, no, I don't want that. I um, and also nightlife. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to lifestyle. Uh, yeah, it's good. You know, I don't need sixty and and behind the decks. I can do that on the day party. A little rooftop, yep. play some classics, but I don't want to be in an after-hour play. No. Yeah. So um, the acting was for me the next logical step. I live in Hollywood. I'm very confident in talking, speaking in front of the camera, and so that's my next calling. Mm. Is it a crazy journey? Yes. Am I? Do I have to start from zero? Absolutely. I took three years of study. Mm. Three years of not allowing myself to audition, to get an agent or anything, because I'm like, I'm, I don't want to be in relationships or possibilities or anything. I want to. I don't want to be doing those. I don't want to be that DJ that that says, "Oh, I've been DJ for years," and then you train racking every second track because your ego was bigger than than the actual truth, you know. And then you screw up your reputation, your reputation, your network. So everything is screwed up because that's what people will have in mind. Yeah. You know? So I didn't want that. So I've been studying for the past three years and I allowed myself last October to uh, find an agent and be ready for this year's pilot season. Pilot season is always the first three months of the, of the year. Mm. And, um, and it's very humbling. It's very humbling because the, financially I'm not stable anymore as I was. Right. Due to the dancing end. Yeah. Uh, so, and then, you know, that costs money, the classes, everything is self taught. So, I'm good with rejection when it comes to that because I've trained myself on rejection and auditions. Yeah, that's, that's totally fine. I have a different approach to that. But um, that's, my new, that's my new calling. That's my new. Um, I will always do it. I mean, that's something that it's just so embedded with me now. Um, Music production. Um, I have a very wide range of music genres, yeah. so I don't stick to one music genre. So, um, unfortunately, not all of those genres I can actually. I don't have the client to play to. Um, but then you just do it.
you know, I'll skip, I'll skip out of the system in my living room and pretend I'm in a busy club. Hey, it works. <laughs> it works for my own for my own sanity. It works. I get it. I totally get it. Um. So yeah. So that the 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 DJing is 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 my main focus right now, and then my new journey is the album, and it's going. Didn't you, didn't you just book something? I booked my third network show this year. All right, what is it? So um, I'm actually shooting on Thursday. I um, I booked, uh, it's a new sitcom, multicam, live audience. So it's a style of like Miller Grace and Trend and all of that. And um, it's called Happy Together. And it's produced by the Damon, by the May, uh, Wayans Brothers. Oh, it's nice. Damon okay. And yeah, one of them is, is in there. I booked a co-star. Which is, you know, co-star is the smallest, the smallest roles in a play. So there's co-star, and then it goes to guest star. Guest star probably has two pages of script. Then you go to supporting and feature Got and all it. that. Um, I booked my third co-star. I did uh, Station 19 um, on ABC okay. uh, two months ago. I was a firefighter, so I had my four lines. And and it's and listen, and I'm so grateful that this is going this way. That I'm not booking like a, a, a major lead because it, I would be terrible. Yeah, I mean, this is. I have, yeah, I have the knowledge for that. So this time I was really focused on learning from the past. Yeah. The jump in the cold waters. I'm learning from that. So I told my agent, I was like, hey, don't send me out for leads. Don't send me out for supports. I really want to, I want to be a co star and a guest star. I want to dive into that, learn my place, learn my my terminology on set, mm. it's a whole different thing. I want that. I have no ego. There's no time pressure. I can be an actor at 80. But yeah. I want to make sure that, because I'm in a room with great actors. I'm a professional people. So I don't want to act like that. So, and this goes in every job. Take your time. Yeah. Know your place. Yeah. Know your place. It's um, respect the craft. Yeah, I I think that we're in an in, we're in a time now where people are just not respecting the craft. They just want to get straight to the top, straight to the thing. Because it's too easy, right? Because it's that easy. Yeah. I mean, you know, it doesn't matter if it's in the LGBT community where it all it really takes is taking a shirt off, and I'm guilty of that. Mm. I'm guilty of that myself. But when I realized, I completely stop it. I put my I don't take my shirt off at when I DJ, mm. ever, you don't see that. I always have to argue with me either, but you know, <laughs> me, yeah. me, but you know, I don't know. If, I think the boys are happy that I don't take my shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but there's a bunch of girls. When I get my chest done, then I'm going to take my shirt off. Okay. <laughs> but wait, uh, uh, but what about girl? What about, what about lesbian parties? Is it that the, that, that the female DJs take their shirts off? And you're I, like, honestly, I don't know. I don't play lesbian parties. I couldn't begin to tell you. I, I, I can count in 27 years on this earth as a DJ. I can count on one hand how many lesbian parties I've done. Oh, oh. yeah. So, I, you know, I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so much for that. Um, so, yeah, it's 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 that easy these days to become hot for the moment. Mm-hmm. So don't settle. Don't, don't settle yourself down. Don't. Why do you want to be hot for the moment? Why you want to be? Why don't you want to be relevant for a longer period of time? Yes, yes. and not just hot for the moment. Like, 
So, and that's how I approach my next step is know your place. And it's funny enough, at the job that I was, we had a two hour window of lunch and whatnot. And I was, and I was in a room with Kerry Washington mm. because she was a producer of the first job. I and I'm talking with her. And because I know my, not my, my history at acting now, I could talk, talk with her about the different techniques, Stella Adler, Stanislavski, and, and on and on and on, the theater group. And she at some point, she was like, wow, you really, like, you really know a lot for the fact that you, you know, you're just starting. And I was like, well, and that's exactly what I want, is read a lot, know a lot, so that when you're in a room with good people and with great people, you don't feel amateur, you don't sound amateur. Right. Yeah. It's like you, you, you do your homework. You need to do your homework. Yeah. It's the same with the DJ. You ask, you ask the DJ was David Morales, and they'd be like, "Huh? <laughs> oh, oh my God! This is the same from Louis Vega. Who? <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like it doesn't matter if you started yesterday. Yeah. Just know a little bit. You will be that much more respected. Yeah, I agree. I love so, it. I love that you're you you're doing it this way. That's I have so much more even respect for you in that. I, I think that's inspirational, and I'm I just love it because it's, it's like quality over quantity. Oh, all day long. Everything in life, quality over quantity. Yeah, I'm not, because and 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 now think of it. Um, you're female. Mm-hmm. As much as. A female DJ thinks they have disadvantages. You also have advantages because there is none. There is, you guys are always, you know, in our community, a fat guy. Like, <laughs> no, but it, it, it's, everyone wants to, wants to have you guys around and, and it's all great. And there's, no, and there's no rules to put on that. Yeah. With us, males, there's then like, okay, hey, you need to take a shirt off. Uh, then if you if you don't go to the after hours, Kiki, then there is no yeah. social network. So you're all of a sudden like not the cool one. Yeah. And then there's the act. So there's so much into the aspect, but it becomes not a job anymore. It becomes yeah. like so much more. You know? That's so, how I've been grateful to say that anybody who has ever been a fan of mine has always been because of the music. There's so many. One hundred. I have this. I have exactly the same. And um, um, I've. Uh, you know, I've I've had to make executive decisions. Yeah, I had to make them, and um, whoever is listening and follows me knows that I don't play a lot anymore, mm. and that is because I do not want to sell my soul. Yeah, and my soul is music. I feel you, baby. So, I feel you yeah, so if I have, if I have to, if I have, because a lot of people don't understand, it's not the four hours in the club. Mm-hmm. It's the six days at home yeah. that we need to listen to the music, prepare the music. And if it's music that you don't feel, mm-hmm. you have to play because someone says it's the trend, mm-hmm. then you're just the jukebox. And then you become unhappy. And that's what happened to me. I played the game, but I was not happy. Yeah. I was not happy. I was playing one top 40 remix after the next one. And yes, I have, I have all these jobs. But I'm not happy. Yeah. And what do I want? Happiness or money? Right. And success and fame. And I want happiness. So yeah. I'd rather have those five gigs a year and I know it's going to be a blast and I'm playing what I want and, 
and the room loves it and the promoters are educated enough and let you creatively be free because the room is packed. So, you know what I'm saying? It's like, so, um, you just, sometimes you gotta go that route. Yeah. I, I, tough. I get it. Tough because we, we sit at home on the weekends thinking, mm, I want to be in a club right now. I really want to be in a club, in a club right now, working on playing these new tracks that I found. Mm. And you, you're not, you know? So, uh, you tagged. In events. <laughs> that you do it. Right. In events that you don't go. Or like, or, or like promote or, or, or this whole like exclusivity thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I don't understand the politics behind that. Why can't we just walk? Yeah. I, you know, like I have found though, since I have been transitioning and because I've been focusing on Remix Your World and saying no to gigs that all these other music opportunities are showing up in a completely different area that is feeding me in ways that I never knew. Like, you know, this, I curate music for this lounge in Chicago at the peninsula. That's when, when I was there, when you were there. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I curate all the music from open to close, you know, so I have to program all of those playlists and that, has fed me in a musical way that I didn't even know I needed. But had I not had been taking a step into saying no to the ones that were not bringing me joy and happiness. Close a door. Right. This wouldn't have opened. So it's like, you know, I love hearing you say that because it's like, that's a hundred percent where I was too. And where I am of like, no, I want to play the music that like really does it for me, you know? And it does it for me and speaks to me because then you are an artist. Other than that, you are just a follower yeah. and play what's safe. But how about you not play what's safe and still get the same reward? Yeah. Now that's, that's art and that's talent. Yeah. Being different, but still fitting in. Yeah. You know, and it's hard. Take a risk. You don't take have to sound like everybody else for crying out loud. But, but <laughs> yeah, but, but take a risk. It's all about that. Yeah. Because if you don't take the risk, you will never f- know better. Or yeah. you'll never find out, you know? Or find yourself. Yeah, exactly. Find yourself because you don't know because you think that you are this because society tells you. Yeah. Friends tell you. Naysayers tell you. Yeah. But maybe that's not your calling. Right. Just try it out. Because one thing I know and one day my life is over mm-hmm. and I never, ever rest with the what if. Right. That's a word that doesn't exist for me. What if? Yeah, sure. What if? Oh, there's always things that you can't do tomorrow. You know, I would have loved to dance for Michael. Yeah, well, he's dead. There's nothing I can do. You know, like that. It's not those things. But what if I move to L.A.? Mm-hmm. What if I what, what if I done what if I do that like oh no it's not gonna happen man. but I'll yeah. do it if it's not gonna if it doesn't work out go back yeah and I've noticed that when the same what if continues to come yeah. you can answer it you better answer you answer it you answer it if that's what you think do yeah but I have a nine to five job and it's safe great. You'll find another nine to five job. Uh, yeah, and side hustle. You'll never find an answer to your what ifs. And what if it works out? Right. Imagine your life, the happiness you have, if it works out. Yeah. 
I'm the biggest advocate for that. I went to London. What if? What if? While I go. Yeah. And it all kickstart there. So that's the biggest thing I tell my friends. It's do, do your thing. And if it doesn't work out, go home. And if you start something new, accept the journey. Yeah, and I'm going to do me because this is the calling I got right now. And I'm going to answer. Exactly. And, and if it does, I can, I can do a side hustle. I'm doing the DJ as a side hustle. Yeah. But I am focused on that. And mark my world, it will work out. Now, will I, will I walk the red carpet on the Oscars? I don't care. Yeah. Well, yeah, because you're, you're, you're into the feeling. Into the feeling. Like, I want to feel. I want to work. I don't care what I work. I can do independent movies on Sundance Festival. I would be as happy as doing a blockbuster in a movie theater. Mm. Because it's not about that. It's about the feeling. Yeah. So, I love that. Awesome. Well, I've had such a good time talking to you. <laughs> so if you could say one thing <clears throat> that you think this whole world or life or anything has been about, what do you think it all comes down to? One word. Compassion. Oh, I love that. That's sweet. Compassion is what we all lack. Mm. I love that. Um, but we all need more compassion. Yeah. We all need more compassion in this, in this, in this world. And that's judgment. And today, I, I, I watch a lot of spiritual content. Yeah. I read every morning I get up, and this is something that works for me for the past year, and I really, really encourage everyone to do it. The first half an hour of your day, let it be a book. Mm-hmm. Get up. Wake up half an hour earlier. Yep. Invest in it. Get up. Make your coffee or your tea. Sit on the couch and read for half an hour. Something self-therapy. Yes. Whatever it is. Anything. I promise you, your day will start with knowledge. Yeah. And you accomplish something. And you will feel so good about yourself. And it worked for me beautifully because there's no text message, there's no social media, there's nothing interrupting me in, at 6 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. It's just me, my coffee, my puppy, and the book. Yeah. And I'm really into that space of mind. I, I, I want to learn something. I want to rewire my, my, my brain, remixing my world. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's... Um, I really, I really can um, recommend it to everybody. It's, it, I started a year ago, and, and I get excited to get up. I, I get excited to get up just to have that me time. Yeah. I don't have the stillness. I don't have the stillness to meditate. I just don't have it. I tried it so many times. I don't have it. Mm. It's just not my problem. So I accepted it. I was like, I can't do it. But I need to find something else that centers me. Right. As it, it's just quiet time. Right. And, yeah, so- and this is quiet time because my phone is on silent. It's still, no one is on the streets, no traffic, no nothing. It's six o'clock in the morning. So it's, I love it. I love it. And so I learned a lot. Um, a big, another thing that I want to recommend everybody is follow Will Smith on Instagram. Oh yeah, he's great. That Sorry, man, you know, he's still great. That man has <laughs> so much knowledge and so much greatness coming out of that mouth. Yeah. Um, profound, just profound stuff, like aha moments left and right. And it's so great from someone that you wouldn't expect it. Yeah. In first place, I would be like, oh, really? But um, 
So yeah, it's um, compassion. That would be my first go to. That's awesome. Well, I've enjoyed talking to you. I'm so Thank glad. You, Allison. I love you. Uh, the only thing, the only thing uh, missing is we got to meet. I know. Now we got to meet. We're gonna do a big ass back to back. Oh my god! Yeah. In the living room, it don't matter. You don't matter. Need, don't matter. No matter. It's the feeling, honey. It's the feeling. It's the feeling. Seriously, I'm down to do a living room session. Oh my oh, god. <laughs> these days, these days, I'm just like for five minutes, and then we have the biggest audience that we ever have. <laughs> we'll do it at Blake Baker's living room. And <laughs> sure. in Blake's living room in Dallas. <laughs> Where do you live? I live in in Colorado. I'm outside of Denver. Oh sure. I was in Denver once. Yeah. You're still in LA though, right? Well, obviously. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm in LA. I'm trying to think of when I'm, I don't know when I'm going back, but when I do, I'll let you know. I'm actually going to, not to DJ, I'm going just to um, hang. So I'll let yeah. you. Oh, that's even better. Yeah. Because, you know, DJ, we, we all get so, you get, you, we fly in, we fly out, and there's no time, and just like a hug in the booth, and then, and that's about it. No, no, I'm going to go for a couple of days, uh, maybe even a week soon. You should. Yeah, you so. should. Love that. Your friends are I mean, yeah. Yeah. Friends everywhere. She's so connected. Friends everywhere. Yeah. Friends everywhere. Oh, this is so good. Thank you so much. I love you. Thanks for giving me a little platform, a little little storytelling. I really appreciate that. You're welcome. Keep doing your thing. Keep doing your thing. You're different and you're different for a reason. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, you've always been, you've always been different. You've always, um, um, although I never heard you play, um, but I don't need to hear a DJ play to know that they are different for the right reasons, that they have knowledge. Mm. You know, obviously I hear great things about you and all your tracks. Um, you don't understand that. Give it to me in layers. Oh, yeah. It's still every day on my, it, it, every day I play that. Every single game, I have to play a track. You need to remaster it. I've gotten better at mastering by now, but I need to remaster it. No, but that track is just floats, ticks everything in me. Like, it's just, it's ridiculous. I still play it. I still play it. It's, I love that track, everything about it. Um, so just, just do you, Mel. I will. Just, there is no other you. There's uh, tons of others. Yep. Pasters, you know? But um, you don't get that. You don't your world. I love that. I love that you that you don't let the manifesto of naysayers yes bring you down because it's it's you know it's frustrating, especially when you put so much work into it and maybe the outcome in the first two years was not that yeah. wow. You know, you, you see, you look at numbers and be like, oh, like what am I doing all this for? Like this couple of people and like, but. Doesn't matter. Just yeah. repetition, repetition, and consistency is what. That's where it's at. That's when you know when you're when you're committed to your why, you just keep pushing. You know. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I created. Um, I create. So my thing was like, so what do I do to actually maybe be able to play my music that I so much love, the warehouse Chicago the techno, the underground, the non-vocals, the, the bass-driven music. Like, because my client here is just not into that music. I mean, 
I don't want to shoot myself. And I also don't want to be a disrespectful DJ. Right. Alpha DJ, play what you want to play. And then, yeah, you got to work the room. No, you got to work the room, you know? Um, so I created an alter ego. Mm. And I learned that from Peter. Yeah. Because Peter had, um, had his alter ego. I don't know if any people knew that, but he would call himself Vienna Sausage. DJ Vienna Sausage. Yeah. And he would play like underground, like underground stuff in New York. Yeah. For like all the club kids and, and all that. But he didn't want to call it Peter Ralph because then the stereotypical Peter Ralph followers would come and would be disappointed. Yeah. So that was like, oh, that makes sense. So I make research. I was like, wait, Maceo Plax? Mm-hmm. Goes by Matrix mm-hmm. and plays techno. Yeah. So this is a common thing. So I was like, okay, so maybe I can just for my, so I can have actually a podcast series and just be liked for the music and not for the brand or my, 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 my dance background or the looks or anything of that. So, so there is a niche and there's a way to satisfy your needs. So, yeah. You know, just, yeah. I mean, cause I, I created Omtronica out of that. You know, where I was like, I want to, because I love progressive house and trance. And so yeah. I did that. And I, and I finally was just like, I'm just going to use this moniker for it. You know, and I have a whole album that I'm writing right now that is all under that alias. Because just, for that reason only of like, this is the music I want to make. And I'm not going to do it as, as Alison Gladden. I'm going to do it as something. Yeah. Because you, 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 did your, you did your brand as Alison Gladden. And, 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 and that's great. And you don't want to confuse your, your, your listeners and followers because they know, it, they know it's a certain sound. Yeah. You know, if I will put a new podcast out as Marcus Silva and I play techno, right. you'll be like, wait, what? What's going on here? Like, because that's not my, that's, that's yeah. not my client's. You're Monica, it's Marco Hawk, right? Marco Hawk, yeah. yeah. I remember because so, you and I were on the same release and you did it as Marco Hawk. Uh, for Manuel Rotondo. Manuel, yeah. Boarding pass. Boarding pass, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, so that's just a way to, to please your needs and just to be different and, and, and just to not, to not be like, oh, yeah, but you, you can't be that because that's something I've had to battle in, in the DJ career. And people still today come up to me and say, so I don't get it. So are you are you a DJ or are you a dancer? Or are you an actor? You know, like, yes. Yes. Why, yes. Why, why 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 do I have to be just one thing? Right. Like why am I all of a sudden not a credible DJ no more because I happen to know how to act? Right. Or I happen to have a dancing just don't, I just don't get it. Right. It's it, it's it's it baffles me. It's like that we are so narrow minded. Yeah, oh, you can just do that thing. Why? Rihanna is acting, and she's singing, and she has a a, a, a perfume line. What? Why not? Why do I need to sit on talent? Yeah, and why are we committed to this one thing? Yeah, when if if you get inspired and you get called to experience something else, why, why not go and do that just because we do one thing? Beautiful. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So. No limits. No limits, no regrets. Yes. Make no plans, baby. Make no small plans. Never, ever. (laughs) Chase a feeling, don't chase the money. Exactly. Feeling, don't chase the money. 
Exactly. Money will come and go with the feeling. Yes. Yes. Do what you love and the money will follow. Okay. All right. Well, I love you. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you, Allison. I'll talk to you soon. I love you. Love you, too. Bye, sweetheart. Bye. Bye. Come on. Come on. Come on. Just a heads up, if you are new to meditating and you have no idea where to start and are looking for a little guidance, I've got something for you. I produce something called the Mindful Mixtape and I'll send it to you. It's five guided meditations led by me, all put to music. If you are interested in downloading this, text the words meditate now to 44222 and I'll send that to you now. Or you can find it at remixyourworld.com. So that's it for this episode. Did you find something inspiring? Is there something that Marco and I talked about that really resonated with you? If so, head over to the Remix Your World Insiders group on Facebook or tag me and Marco on Instagram and let us know. Uh, you can find all of our socials and connections in the show notes. Lastly, if you know somebody that could benefit from hearing this, please share it with them. Like it and rate and review in iTunes or Google Play stores. We appreciate hearing from you. And always, if you have feedback, questions, comments, or someone that you would love to hear me interview, shoot me an email at podcast at remixyourworld.com. That's it. Thank you so much for spending some time with me today. I look forward to seeing you again soon. Take care. Take care.